This is Alan with Two Army Baltimore. A gooner and a toffee walk into a bar. Decide to do a shit football podcast. You're listening to the DU Football Show. And then they whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the tune took the field and put in a shit performance. Yeah, exactly. It was beautiful. It's, uh, uh, it was, it, I, I have thoughts. There are documents. They've been read. Oh, no. I'm ready to discuss them on the show. That's for damn sure. Without further ado, start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham. Hey. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Our fucking producer. Hello and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston. People fucking phoning in on me while I'm trying to record a show. And across the way from me is the Polish hen of hairdos, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Puffy. Yeah, very puffy, much like our uh, new baby Polish chicks that we have. Yes. Uh, there, I got little poofs on the top of their head, much like your hair did. I like it when you call me baby. <coughs> you you should, baby. You should. We're recording at Studio H just outside. Oh, not Studio H, the DU Public House. See, Taylor fucked it up this week and did that in a meme, got me thinking the wrong thing. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Of course, on all the social medias, it is at DU Football Show and then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Very simple. Uh, and then there's a couple of more ways that we'll talk about later. Uh, but really, just slide into the DMs. We uh, we check them fairly frequently, uh, at least unless it's food videos my wife sent me. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have a personal Instagram. <coughs> that she, she she just overloads the inbox with those. Really, that's all it is. Just tons. <laughs> old the old dad jab uh, messenger. So he says, Carly dad jab, and then it's a bunch. Yeah, of shit so. To you. Her dad passed, obviously, mm-hmm. but Jab is the initials of her friend that passed away years mm-hmm. ago. Got yeah. it. Yep. And that's uh, all the time. It's the, the fucking pictures of food or shit she wants you to do around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. She sent me to-do lists on Instagram Messenger <laughs> sometimes, which is fun. Um, hey, this is shit we need to figure out for our child. <laughs> Can you do this? Yeah. <clears throat> Strange. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so as the red-blooded Americans we are we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show don't have a bottle to show you on the interwebs tonight because uh, this was a hard one to come by but we are now continuing the run of Whiskey Advocates Top 20 from 2021 and we are on number 8 aren't we? We are on number 8 this is the Peerless Double Oak <laughs> Bourbon Whiskey uh, this one comes in at 108.7%. Uh, it says it'll run you 85 bucks. So we did find a bottle of this. A friend of ours went to Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, to pick actually a couple barrels for his store. <clears throat> right. And we asked him while he was down there if he wouldn't mind trying to stop it and find it because it was not a national release. They didn't release this in Maryland. We couldn't find it. And he did. 
managed to find a bottle that they wanted two hundred and thirty five fucking dollars for. Of which we said no thank you. No. If regular retail's eighty five and you've more than doubled right. that, it's a bit absurd. That's price gouging and it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So we were able, however, before the list came out, one of his friends actually had a bottle and he was able to secure us about two and a half ounces uh, in a taster. You want to yeah. show the little taster bottle so people know what we're... That little thing there. Yep. So we did get to have it. Uh, we are about to have it. This is it here. But mm -hmm. that's all we have. And this is one of the only ones we couldn't find a full bottle of. Yep. It might uh, be the only one we couldn't find a full bottle of, actually. Uh, it is... Well... Oh, um, Dicolate, we only got half a bottle. Dicolate, we got half a bottle. And uh, the makers, we've got um, about three quarters of a bottle. Yeah, so... Uh, it is what it is. Uh, what are you going to do? So this week, the blurb comes from David Fleming of the Whiskey Advocate. Uh, and the, oh, I'm sorry. They rated it a 93, and it is a straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, Double Oak was born of a happy accident when a leaky barrel forced the distilling team to transfer its liquid to a new charred oak barrel. Exposure to that second barrel gave the whiskey amped-up flavors and lots more complexity. This is a bourbon that has gone into overdrive, and it handles the road just fine. Mm. Its syrupy, uh, syrupy sweet texture is checked by the oak influence, and the palate opens to flavors of plenty. Dried peaches, warm apple pie, Christmas spice, gingerbread, raisin cake, chocolate, and pumpkin puree. A dessert for every time of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, perfect as a holiday warmer or a backyard barbecue sipper, this is a whiskey for all seasons. Okay. Um, well, for, first off with the double wood thing, that that's not this particular brand that it was a happy accident because double woods have been around for a while. I'm assuming that it was the, that, that the first time a double wood happened, it was the happy accident. Well, I think uh, they said this, they <clears throat> didn't intend to make one. I think is okay, the problem got is it. that the, one of the barrels was leaking Okay, and fair to enough. save the distillate, they transferred it to a new barrel. Got it. Got I it. think is what they're what they meant okay yeah like to be Bal like it's the innovator of double oak and be like no there's been no, a like, ton of double oaks balvini double wood for instance yeah that was an intentional right we're gonna age this well, in two different woods the the i want to say it was woodford who did it first but the woodford double oak it was intentional right, it was right, right. what happens if you put the distillate in a second brand new american white oak and what it does is it amps up everything dessert you know so along with a lot of those um you know holiday spices that they're talking about between um halloween and all the way to christmas that like pumpkin spice the raisin bread the things like that i'm getting all of that but you also get a very intensified uh vanilla and intensified caramel and that is what you can always always expect and if it says double oaked on it it is going to have amped up sweetness that is absolutely 100 percent gonna happen yeah, I like it. Yeah. I think it's all right. I get more of the chocolate than I do mm -hmm. the pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin. Yeah. Nah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> but it's pretty good. It's it's a little warm up front. It's a little hot, but that dissipates quickly. And it's a little easier to, to get down. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I do. You just got to um, hold it over your tongue for a second and let that alcohol kind of burn it's, off. It's for got a, minute. a lot of heat to it. It's got a lot of heat to it, but, that, um, but that's also... Um, covered by the fact that when you double oak something it just amps up all the sweetness so you know yeah you so really, it is quite sweet up front the front yeah, of your tongue starts sweet. tingling a bit yeah um, so you don't notice the the heat on the back but then it's very much. it's very rounded though with mm. those kind of chocolate and caramel vanilla yeah. 
floating around. Absolutely deserving of a top 10. This is a very, very, very good whiskey. Um, and if it would have been 150, we would have picked up a whole fucking bottle. But at, at 235 or 270 or whatever it was, you yeah, can fuck no. yourself entirely. Correct. Completely fuck yourself. Especially when the suggested retail price was 85 bucks. <clears throat> Come on. And uh, absurd. we actually, uh, we always want to make sure we have a backup whiskey here at the uh, DU Football Show when we uh, only know, have an ounce to spare. Right. When we're only going to have a little bit to drink. So we're going back to the old well from um, the 2019 list. I got the old Ezra seven year old. Um, it is, I believe, there. No, it is not a bottle and bond. But uh, they're seven-year-old barrel barrel strength. That's why fifty-eight point five percent. Okay, so um, little one sixteen actually. Yeah, but we also threw it on an ice cube, and it's not. We're not going to get to it right away, so it'll be pretty, pretty calm and quiet. Correct. Yeah. Uh, what else should we always do, Mister? Always remember to drink responsibly. All right. Well, you got to cheers yourself because producer Mel doesn't have a glass this time. Very well done. It's not too I bad. Like Left-handed it. too. Excellent, Graham. There is only one God. And his name is Death. Oh. And what do we say to Death? Fuck you. Not today. At least you got the reference, baby. I love you. Fucking Game of Thrones, you fucking idiot. Oh, yeah, you're right. Everton won, Newcastle nil, Leeds three, Wolverhampton two. I did a lot of drinking watching that show, though. Two, two sides, both dead and buried, and both fight back from adversity and find a way to win. If the Toffees were going to do anything to get themselves at least going, they had to come away with three points in this game against Newcastle at home. Yeah, I thought that you couple this, which will actually dissect the game in the Patreon show. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that the manner of the defeat at Crystal Palace may have undid some of the good fortune that you all garnered yourself after this game. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, um, I'll, I'll give you that one. I, I very much disagree, but I'll give you that one. Well, if it was a 1-0 hard-fought loss, fine. <sighs> Decent performance, but 4-0 to Palace, I think that kind of undoes the nature of this game, which I thought you all played well. Yeah. Um. Really, I thought overall the game was boring. I thought Newcastle oh, was shit. Horrid game. I th- there was maybe, game. maybe four total chances, and you all had three of those four total chances. Well, Newcastle actually kind of pushed the narrative more, and uh, Begovic had to come up with a few decent saves. He did saves. Have to come up with a couple saves, I guess. But, yeah, but, but, but you were right. It's, it, it felt like the most ruthless of opportunities were taken by Everton, and there weren't very many of them at that. There was a few early, and there was one late, and that was about it. Yeah, and it was a, a great little piece of maturity and, and invention by um, Dominic Albert-Lewin. Oh, that little the, back, the little heel. back heel oh, to find a Wobie, that was nasty. Uh, streaking in. Good finish. He yep. definitely learned that at Arsenal. I was um, um a no no you do not get to take credit for him. But we taught him everything he knows. But okay, then everything he does wrong, you get to take credit no, for that too. He was ruined by Marco Silva. I heard. Uh so, he never but, played for Silva, you fucking twat. But he did that very, very calmly. Yeah. And it was a lot calmer than Alain treated uh Alison Maximon's legs. Oh, settle down. <laughs> Should have been arrested for assault. Oh, it was absolutely absurd. Oh, get it. You're, you're just trying to get a goat there. That is absolutely not the case. It was that was a professional foul in the middle of the it was field. An attempted assassination. That is, is what a, that, was. that is a yellow every single time and was given a yellow and everybody had gotten on with their lives. Like, okay, hard foul in the middle of the pitch. You know, Newcastle did their appealing to the ref and, and yelled a little bit, which is exactly what you should do when there's that big of a foul. And that foul is exactly the foul you should be committing on a player running away with the ball because they might have an opportunity to get onto a fast break. 
And that is a professional foul that a professional defensive midfielder made. You know how many red cards that is for um, Alon now in the uh, in professional soccer in Europe? The same number of Granite as Granite Jock of the season. Yeah. Two. Yeah. It's his second. Exactly. His last one was in <laughs> was in 2012. Why? Because a player who plays that position knows how to fucking foul professionally. I played that position. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty it, good at it. And and in that exact play, what the fuck would you have done? Not leapt four feet off the ground. Oh, Steve was not four <laughs> feet off the ground. You need to settle the fuck down on that one. You're just doing it to be to 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 just. Just like I said, to get a goat. That's all you're trying to do. You you honestly know that that's not. You got to poke the bear a little bit. And uh, ultimately, it did get not rescinded by uh, PGMOL and the uh, FA, which I, I've, I've got feelings on that, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, I wanted you to know also that within what we're going to get to in a moment, there uh -huh. was a guest contributor. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> got it. The, <laughs> the other thing, though... <clears throat> The other thing, though, is that that red card situation has been created, right, for what? To stop people from getting their ankles broken. Young Min's son literally broke Andres Gomez's ankle, and what did they do to his red card? They rescinded it. What's the fucking point of the rule, then? <laughs> like, well, come on! I will say this. Him and son after the game on Saturday despite their win came out and said that he was very sad and disappointed that Harry Kane didn't score Oh, so sad Cons. <laughs> absolute cuts. <laughs> but even with the red card what does Everton end up doing figuring out a way getting the fucking win yeah which you needed badly obviously especially <clears throat> because Leeds did what they did which we're going to talk about for sure and um, all that other all the stuff that we're about to get into, um, you needed this three points. Really what are you bad. talking about, Patriots? You know exactly what happened. Fuck. I have stayed, I've only gotten 36.3 seconds of sleep this weekend because oh, I shit. have painstakingly read all the documents, all of them right here, 100% of them. They want you to believe. They want you to believe Youngman's son did it for the children, so he's okay. Allegedly. He's fine. <laughs> He, he's, he's a fucking hero. Allegedly. Arsenal now staying silent. Why are they staying silent? Because we're winning games. Because they're in, <laughs> they're, they're back, they're back in that, uh, global elite six team, big, big super league fucking cabal. That's what they're doing. Allegedly. That is exactly what they are doing. Cabal. Saturday. I'm not even getting in to the jabs. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm this just This is the point in the rant where YouTube needs to remember this right is satire. Here, <laughs> right here, all the notes. What it is, you know what it is? They didn't like having been spit in their face. They didn't like it that Everton stood up to the big government and said, look, that was a handball against Manchester City. It was absolutely a handball. It was. And they made him apologize and they made him say, you're right, it is. And then you know what they did? They got right in Stuart Atwell's head while he was sitting there at Stockley Park and said, you make sure they get a red card and they go to hell. Hell, you hear me? They go to hell because it's the literal Christian devil that wants to see Everton go down. All right, Alex. Jones. When he started this off with there's only one God, I thought we finally got to no, him, but nah. no. 
No. We didn't. I had to look over to see if the vein was going, and it's in full effect. <laughs> it is. Patriots, we can't do this alone. We need your support. We have to fight tyranny at all levels, especially from the yeah, two hey, of them. Oh, hey, you leave Karen alone. They. Ah, uh, it's a football joke, Mel. They uh-huh. are uh-huh. all against us, listeners. It's you and it's me, and that's it. Fuck them. I will keep <laughs> doing the hard work. I will keep reading all the documents and keep everything above board. And you all need to understand. I can only do this with your support. You have to go to the DU Drip Shack. <laughs> buy many of our great products that are all good they make you you know the last time i heard just normal people buy them they look more handsome that's what i've been told that's what i've been told the hashtag better than brody that has been pretty good they want to distract us great response to that don't let them don't let them defeat us do not let them defeat us patriots you i everton we will always find a way and we will always be victorious and ignore what the global big six and that turncoat over at Villa's done. <laughs> Freedom will be ours. Freedom will be ours. I assure you of that. Now he's mad at Luca Dingue. Can I just say real quick, Mel, yeah. that there's no better tagline for the DU Drip Shack, and we need to change that to <laughs> our great products are pretty good. <laughs> So Wolves completely dominate Leeds in the first half, and Leeds are dropping like flies. This fucking thing cost me 815 goddamn dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got every other piece of that parlay correct. <clears throat> every single bit of it. And Raul Jimenez decided to fucking go in with the goalkeeper and get a second yellow, which I think is also a little harsh. Um, I would agree. I think the it's first... It's a 50-50 ball, that. I think the first foul was absolutely... Correct. ...a yellow card. But I think the second ball was a 50-50 ball. I think if that was two players and not a keeper, he probably doesn't see yellow. But there's the thing. It's you and your lot, your people, that require extra fucking protection from the referees. No. No, it's not. It's my people, patriots, fighting to make sure you don't win more money so you can't finance the big six. I'm just saying. Just saying. Graham? It's in this document right here. Right here. Graham is turncoat. It says it right there. (laughs) Clear as day. Clear as day. So, halftime, players drop it like flies. Wolves have got this shit. Yep. Then the red card happens, and all hell breaks loose. Well, Mesley, excuse me, Mesley also had to go off. Uh, And their replacement goalkeeper, the only... Smallly. That's not a word. Just less experience. Mm-hmm. It's probably a better way to describe it. The just less exper- uh, experienced 19-year-old goalkeeper yes. came in for the 21-year-old goalkeeper. Yep. Uh, and actually played very well. Had a couple of decent <gasps> Made a worldie. Saves. Yeah. He had a worldie. Uh, a couple of really decent saves that were, you know, good, solid contact, hard shots. Held them well. Didn't just parry them, you know actually caught them, held on to them well, commanded the box all right, and then, as you say, had that one world-class save. Um, Luke Ayling, after... Because, of course, it has to be Luke Ayling. The first few minutes... If it's not Stuart Dallas, who was hurt, right? Who's it going to be? It could be Luke Ayling. Luke Ayling fucking made it happen. He was involved in all three goals, and I'm not sure why I couldn't find a reference made to it online. I actually searched for it, tried to... Because I don't understand why... 
Luke Ayling did when he scored his goal, the winner in the 91st minute. Why <coughs> he did tried to do because he didn't really do it. Robbie Keane's old celebration, yeah, was strange. Yeah. I didn't know if like Keno was talking shit about him. I didn't know if you know he complimented him recently, so he's right. paying homage, homage, yeah. homage. I don't know. I, I it's just very a strange link to me. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah, because no. I don't think their careers overlapped at all. It's weird. Yeah, very weird. I didn't. I don't know. It's strange. But the goals, Rodriguez was pretty good. It's a yeah. decent strike. A uh, little deflection, obviously, took a pass at goalkeeper. Trincao's for Wolves was, was fucking wall. gorgeous, that goal. And Trincao was, I think, Wolves' best player when he got subbed on, mm -hmm. when, Neves, uh, when Neves got hurt. Uh, he was he was absolutely awesome. Um, And then Jack Harrison's, the the first goal that started the comeback, was was a pretty decent goal as well. Mm -hmm. it, it, was a, it was overall a good game. I don't know that I've ever seen a red card change a game so much. It did, uh, but it it absolutely did. Wolves just couldn't seem to cope with it. Yeah, um, and and Leeds in their traditional, you know, over the last two years, just piled forward and piled forward and piled it's, forward. And it's funny because the guy who went off should be the least impactful. Like it's your striker, right? Okay, great, great. No one's up top. We go with the same lineup. One of us makes a run. Like it's exactly. the easiest setup ever. Yeah, and they just didn't do it. They they just they just couldn't hang on. It was, oh, it was strange. Also, uh, saw I think it was on um, the second goal where he was just like, "What are you doing, man? Just running around the box chasing the ball." Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like so they, they also forgot where they were all of yeah. a sudden. Like they forgot it was a professional game and not pick up in the park. Like it was strange. So is this the win that propels uh, leads to safety? I think it'll. I, I think it'll give. I, I don't know that that's the case yet. But I think it gives Jesse Marsh a a better way of working now, right? Because um, there's been a ton of he's getting slaughtered online mm -hmm. for with Ted Lasso memes and you don't know what you're doing and right. get out of our game, American, and all this kind of crap. Because people from Leeds are rational people. <laughs> people from most clubs are rational people. Are very rational people. But the so it's it, I, I think two wins in a row now and having a little bit of momentum is going to give him a better working environment for the time being now he needs to take that where there's a lot less outside noise and he needs mm -hmm. to turn that into another win right. and then a draw and then a, a win and then maybe you can lose again <laughs> you know what I mean is get some points on the board now right. as things are calm and then people won't react so poorly to the losses Right. but I think it, it'll calm down the noise surrounding leads enough for him to really get through to the players but as you know um Trent Cowles was a worldie yeah there's nothing you really do about that so I think you you look at the situation I think Leeds are are a bit more pragmatic mm -hmm. I think they are a bit more solid defensively mm -hmm. um especially once they took the lead there was a couple of Wolves chances there at the end that that Leeds dealt with pretty well, and you know some of it was down to the goalkeeper, yeah. but, but you know I'm, there was a couple of blocks put in. There was actually some very composed defending, <laughs> um, uh, I think actually from Ailing again. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was it was decent. Um, but also again injuries, Bamford down again, Meslier down. That's not what you really want. No, you can't. I mean, great. The nineteen year old stood in well. You can't ask too much of a kid. You really, especially in the position like keeper, and then yet again. The cock comes back healthy. The cock leaves hurt. Probably changing from two shades of green. 
Look at look at Sam throwing the uh, daggers this time. <laughs> Say maybe make one of them like red. <laughs> Not a lot She's of games. So mad. Not a lot of games. So rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Liverpool two, Arsenal nil, Tottenham two, Brighton nil, Arsenal one, Villa nil, Leicester two, Brentford one, Tottenham three, West Ham one. The Reds answer yet another call. Like, okay, here's a team that's informed, that's good, that should give you a hard time. You're in their building. They walk away with three points. I think in a weird way, both teams answered the questions. Right. Arsenal didn't get blown out. They had chances. Pretty much every statistical category was even, right. except goals. Right. They just had that little bit of extra quality um, and were able to tuck them away where Arsenal couldn't. But shots, shots on target. I think we had one less shot on target, two more overall shots. Mm-hmm. So not like we didn't create chances. Not like we weren't in the game. And I think um, possession was 46-54. Right. So we were almost even possession against one of the best teams in the country. It, one of the best teams in the world. Right. Um. I, always, I told you going into last weekend that the Leicester game was very important because losing that and then probably losing at Liverpool – could be the start of a bad run. Right. We answered the Leicester test. We had a good showing against Liverpool, where in 11 minutes we got picked apart twice. Right. One of them was a little, probably a, a Aaron Ramsdale mistake, mm-hmm. um, getting beat at his near post, although the ball was struck very well, and he did get a glove to it. If you get a glove to it at, the, at your near post, you should be keeping it out. Yes. Um, is it also didn't like have fire coming off the back of it, right? You know, which you, you got to save that. You got to save, save that. that. Yeah, it's, it's so, on the keeper on that one. Yeah. Um, also, Lacazette, a, a striker in form, when he rounded that corner, would not cut the ball and, and put it back on for Odegaard. Yeah. A striker in form and confident would take that shot on. Right. Um, despite a defender being there. Right. But he didn't. It's okay. <coughs> So the the real question was how we were going to do against Villa, right? Mm-hmm. So which obviously we'll come on to, but let's. There was some real uh, helter skelter defending at times, but Liverpool will do that to you. They're very quick, they're very accurate, they're lively, um, and you're really just kind of trying to keep up, right? Um, and like I said, most of the time Arsenal answered that call, but Liverpool just had that little bit of extra quality. They just had that little bit of extra panache i guess you'd say yeah and they they got their goals and uh, for, for me it's a team that's gonna be battling for the title Firmino, that always gives us problems came in and three minutes later scored it's not a you know a huge surprise that that happened you know what i mean it just it is one of those things i had forgotten i needed both of the uh glasses here for um malort because you had lost also yep what was the bet you two made, by the way? I don't I think we did. Oh, I remember exactly no, what it I was. No, I don't think we did. What was it? No, nothing. Nothing. Was it a double? Shh. Idea. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> was it a double? You have to remember what it is before I, I go uh, back. We could pause it and I go back to injury time and listen to that. <laughs> that would be the first time you've ever listened to an injury time. Go ahead and do your shot there, killer. All right, so... Here's the shot of Malort, and um, with us still being in fourth spot and having the showing that we showed, and then having the weekend we had either side of this, I'll happily take this shot. Excellent. Perfectly fine with me. Up the gunners. Ooh. I don't look like you're gladly taking that shot. Looks like trouble's there there, killer. <coughs> I remember my first shot of bad liquor. It's been a while. 
It's been a while. <laughs> Just too funny. Oh, I love looking at that <sighs> face. Um, that's uh, one six out of the last seven. Yeah. Who? Who? It's been over a month <laughs> since I've had to take my lord. <coughs> who the fuck are the Spurs? You, you were watching this team that loses to Burnley and then just plays like, and then this just comfortable walk in the park over Brighton. I mean, Brighton were not. Um, bright in a lot of cases in this game, Brighton were architects of their own demise. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I don't think Tottenham particularly did anything very well, <laughs> mm-hmm. per se. Um, it took them thirty six minutes to score. Spurs still, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they they it's not it, like they were exactly ruthless. Uh, Kulisevsky though uh, had his shot deflected for that opener, of mm-hmm. course, uh, and then Kane got the second to make him the all time away goal score in Premier League history. Ah. And um that's more than your boy, right? It is, which is funny. It's who he eclipsed for it was Thierry Henry. And <laughs> what what makes it funny is the meme that came out of it was Henri sitting with all of his trophies that he's ever won. Right. And then Kane just there with like a tree in the background. <laughs> and it said uh, Kane got this record, but Henri's won four Premier Leagues or three Premier Leagues, two La Ligas, da 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 right? A Champions League, a Europa League. Mm-hmm. Like, he's won all this shit. And uh, it said Harry Kane once got a sticker for not eating a crayon at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny. But, yeah, I'm I'm really not super concerned about it. It was really, all in all, it was a crap game. It's it's And that's a made-up bullshit stat. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no one cares because it's your boy. Your I didn't even like, know Henri had the record until they said it. Yeah, you would have cared. I d- no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I'm pretty sure. You I probably, want total goals. I'm pretty sure I want you brought that the up. The whole I'm smorgasbord. Sure you, I'm sure you probably brought that up on, uh, you know, one of the times they were talking about Cantona. You're probably like, yeah, and he has the most away goals in the Premier League, I too. never said that. No. I just said he's not fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, Eric Cantona is fucking insane. Insanely awesome is what he is. <laughs> Glad you're so proud of yourself. Brighton. Potter was being courted, obviously, by uh, like the likes of Everton, and he they've started kind of hinting at him for a big six job. His team's relatively healthy, and they're doing the downward slide again. This team is relatively talented. Um, I, just, I think that's more of a, a question mark surrounding the players rather than Graham Potter. I think his tactics, his system have shown to cause teams problems, big teams problems. Right. But Neil Mope has been a streaky player his whole career. Scores four <laughs> four games running, five games running, and then you don't hear from him for two months. And yeah, then but there's also got to be something. Sully Marsh, still young. Leandro Trissard, a winger. So you can't really pin your hopes on him to score. Danny Welbeck, who's coming in for Mope, injured most of the time. Mm. Can't get him run on the side to do to do good things. They McAllister's sold, young. McAllister's uh, young, even though he's got the beard of a 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different factors, I think, go into Brighton not being the best. The people surrounding <laughs> Eves Basuma aren't as good as Eves Basuma, so he tries to do too much in a lot of cases. I, Tarek I, Lamptey can't do it all on his own because there's no balance. Now, this season, Kukurea, uh, or Kukuracha, as I like to call him, has been brilliant down the left-hand side, but he's still no Tarek Lamptey. Um, Tarek Lamptey creates more chances. I'm I'm under the impression that at some point you can't just keep being 13th place. 
and it feels like they're making investment into players and they're trying to get there but it's not all working not that i am i'm here to diss potter because i think he is a very smart coach and i think he's very good but there's also a chance you could overstay your welcome at times too and if this team doesn't start to turn it around like only his stock will drop right and here's my question here's here's kind of the question i guess ultimately is when is he going to crack some skulls because i don't think that's in his i don't think that's in his repertoire and as a manager at some point you gotta when your boys aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing look them and go get your fucking heads out of your ass and start fucking playing some football please now i think that may come if they decide to have a summer where they spend 75 million Mm -hmm. and take the plunge and he can't put it together okay fair enough i think that's when they go okay you know what it might be time here but on the budget that they're on with what they can attract in terms of talent is never going to be what the likes of Arsenal, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Well, Chelsea can't do anything now. Um, it's never going to be, even to the extent of what Leicester can do, being a recent Premier League winner right? It's, and, and recent FA Cup winner. It's, it's not going to be to the level that they have, even now West Ham with having European football. You know, should they decide to splash the cash, people would be okay going there because of that. Right. So how about that? You coughing for once. I know. I think I it's tough because you're right in a sense, but I don't think any of those jobs are going to be open, even right. if Tuchel does leave. And there's now talk of if Pep hangs it up, if he wins the Champions League, Tuchel may be going to Man City because of all the uncertainty surrounding Chelsea. I heard. So that you know, it seems rather likely or, or that in general Tuchel wouldn't be there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But would Graham Potter fit that? I don't know. I right. would have thought somebody like a Tottenham, somebody like an Arsenal yeah. um, before Arteta came in, that probably would have been the move to break into that big six because they were projects and now that ship may have sailed for him. Yeah, because. Absolutely. I don't think Manchester City is going to take a chance on him. Oh, God, no. God, no. I think Manchester City goes for Nogglesman <laughs> or for an esta- or Ten Hag, even, yeah. an established top-level coach that has performed well in the Champions League. Yeah, if they're going to make a risk, the risk that they would make would be Arteta or Vieira. It's a more calculated risk, exactly, in that, in that situation. Yeah. That would absolutely be the risk that they would take, is that. Um, moving on, uh, this was exactly the answer Arsenal needed this weekend. Yeah, Villa threatened a few times. Obviously, the the final the uh, free kick there at the end, but I think it was John McGinn that took it. Um, that Bird Leno pushed away. Uh, that that ended the game was their best chance of the game, besides a deflected shot that hit the post. So Arsenal managed Villa very well uh, in the dangerous areas. I'm not sure who was on him. May have been Partey running around with him, but he was completely. He was <laughs> that's funny. He was completely um Coutinho, that is, completely shut down. Completely shut down. Um, Melissa, you can be happy with that slightly heavier pour, or I can tell you exactly what I know and do it. I love you, Samuel Dallas Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a full mug of Malort, wasn't it? <clears throat> I don't remember. I don't remember, and look, David Geckel is not online right now. Ah, uh-huh. boy's not there. Um, but yeah, so I, it was it was the perfect response. 
I think they managed the game well. Bird Leno was called on a few times. Ramsdale obviously picking up that hip injury. Um, and Ramsdale was the first one running onto the field at full time to congratulate him. Yeah, It's the togetherness of the squad. You can see what it means to them. Yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sure uh, Villa ever really got out of first gear. Like I mean, they had a couple of chances, but it never really felt like they. Well, I ever... think I think a lot of what goes goes on there now. I think Coutinho is fully bedded into the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of that creativity goes through Coutinho now. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and we like it. We're putting a ring on it. Like I said, I don't know who it was. I think they were, <laughs> they may have been switching off from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you take him for ten minutes. All right, now yeah. you take him for ten minutes. But they completely nullified Coutinho. Oh, he could not get into the game. Couldn't at all. get anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I think somebody was shadowing him, and then whoever was free was covering that person's spot. So you know, Partey took ten minutes. Then Kieran Tierney took ten minutes. Then you know, Ben White took ten minutes, and just everybody had a chance. To, so they spread the love around. Nobody got super tired from Chick because he is lively. Coutinho oh, he gets around the pitch, and you know they completely nullified him, and that kind of stymied their attack a lot. A lot of their attacks broke down at the final ball. Yeah. I was listening to the game. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but the commentators kept questioning why Danny Ings wasn't coming on. Right. He came on late. Came yeah. on very, very late. Now, I don't know if he I was carrying a knock or... made a difference, <laughs> but Ings and Watkins have been great together and yeah. it just confused them why why that switch wasn't made sooner. Um, managers a lot of times will kind Overthink of... Overthink shit. Well, well, no, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll rearrange their lineup to uh-huh. go more defensive because, oh, we're playing Arsenal and Arsenal likes to get up the pitch, so we're going to... We're going to withdraw that extra striker and put that body in the midfield when what you probably should do is just stick to what works. So Play your game. Here's what I say. Villa have been winning a lot of the games they're supposed to win this season. Mm-hmm. They're not in uh, in a chance really at all to go down. Right. They're probably not in with a shout for Europa League spot no, either. I think they'll be on the outside so looking in. why not just do what you want? Do your, Play your <laughs> game, and when you're 3-0 down at halftime, then make the changes. See if you can play that way. Right. You know, yeah. give it a fucking go. Why? Like, who cares? Yeah, this, it, it, ultimately, you're going to finish in 12th. So what's the difference? Or ninth, or yeah. you know, whatever. I think but this what's week, the, you know what I'm saying? I think this week kind of showed, the, you know, Wolves and Villa, while both very talented sides. Do not go in European spots. <laughs> there you go. Well, fucking said, I could not say Wolves it and Villa, while fun to watch, do not belong in Europe. Yeah, European spots. That was good. <laughs> while fun to watch spots. Like that kind of oh, rhymes. Oh. My God. All right. So, uh, Mrs. Wow. Houston, would you like to go ahead and uh, take oh, that shot? I, you know what, Graham? There's no way I can top that. So, up the Villa. Fuck. That's uh, funny. Um, I must be used to it because I'm definitely taking it like a champ, unlike him. Okay. Slagging me off all the time. <laughs> I'd just like to let y'all know I don't have to take one this week. <laughs> you should. Mm. No, that's Performance your Performance was fucking terrible. Yeah, that is your own. That is your own doing yourself with that one there, Mr. Graham. You did that last. You did that FA Cup shot to yourself. Not, <laughs> nobody here held your feet to the fire to do that. You've done it for three solid years. All right. Well, no, we never arranged it this season, so that's on you, gangster. Um, welcome back, Mister Cassagne, to Leicester. Woo! What a goal! <laughs> what a goal! Wow! What a rip! They put that ball in the size of a postage stamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was fucking brilliant, that goal. Um, Man, was it good. I think Weiss's goal at the end was also very good. 
And uh, Madison's free kick, yeah, Madison's free baller. kick was inch perfect as well. Yeah, but what uh, I think the scoreline kind of flattered Brentford a little bit. I think Leicester looked a lot more comfortable to me than yeah. this suggested. And Weiss's goal, <laughs> but we didn't get the meditation celebration, which is annoying because yeah. I actually really like that one. I, I would disagree a little because I felt like uh, Schmeichel did have to make a couple of. Just he made a couple saves, yeah, yeah, big saves. He had a point blanker that he saved that was pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah, actually, okay, that's probably fair. But but I can I can relent to this that more of the chances and more of the opportunity seemed to be going Leicester's way. This felt like this maybe should have been a five to three game, not a two to one. The way the way like the keepers yeah. came up big in this. Game. I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. No, um. Yeah, it was okay. So maybe maybe I'll agree that Leicester weren't as comfortable as as it kind of looked through the run of play, mm-hmm. because Brentford did have some chances. I'm thinking back now, and and actually, Schmeichel made a fair few saves. To yeah. be completely honest. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I I don't know. I it's hard when. Christian Eriksen, the same way kind of Coutinho has done at Villa. Christian Eriksen, the last like three games, mm-hmm. has been instrumental to chance creation and conversion by Brentford. He yeah. was out for this game. Yeah. And they created the chances. They couldn't finish them off. They put themselves in okay positions, but not great positions. And I feel like that's where Christian Eriksen fits in. He's like a quarterback, you know, finds the, the, the guy that's in a better position than you think you're in. Right. And that guy has more time, more space, and a chance to finish. You know what I heard in there? That you admitted you were wrong. That's right, Patriots. That is absolutely right. <laughs> Mr. Graham has admitted that sometimes he's wrong, and sometimes the big six is wrong. And right now, the big six is dreadfully wrong. No, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> globalist, globalist elite. I get it. I totally get it. It's okay, Graham. You've admitted to, you admitted fault. That will be going in the documents. I just want to let you know that it will definitely, that quote will be in the documents. Sam Graham said, quote, I was wrong. You know, that's exactly what happened right there. What happened was I started talking before I read my notes, and the first sentence is a good one for Lester, but it was far from comfortable. Ah, (laughs) yeah, there you go. So I had to try to play it off and relent in a different manner. Uh Uh-huh. That's what happened. You heard it, Patriots. He relented. (laughs) He relented. It's time for us to go forward. Time for us to go forward and be triumphant and win the day that's I'll, exactly what i'm to gonna do. go crawl up a tree like the lizard man i am or whatever you fucking believe weirdo good week for the spurs man good week for the spurs yeah sucks yeah i hate seeing it they are right back in the discussion for champions league yes they are you cannot slip because they are right there well one of the games we have is against them we have a four-point cushion at the <laughs> moment we're in the same number of games and we get to play chelsea when they're in a bad way yeah so we have a we are in our own driver's seat here. Right, of course. And but you also don't like seeing them get hot. No. You'd rather them be sucking it right now and being <laughs> terrible. Yes. Uh, like Which, DX said, baby. Suck it. <laughs> it's also kinda hot to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I do like to watch them get hot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And heavy. Ooh. Injury time. Injury time. Do, 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 do. What was that Seinfeld episode? Uh, uh, and then the guy did the thing and then he couldn't play a saxophone. Uh, hold on. Remember uh, that? Hey, hey, baby, get back to the anal- <laughs> to the analyst, the analysis. <laughs> uh, West Ham gifted the lead the Spurs uh, through a Zuma own goal, mm-hmm. who was on the receiving end of some of the funnier chants I think I've heard uh, this time. And I, I can't. It was to the tune of a Beatles song, mm-hmm. and I can't really remember what it was verbatim. 
I can't remember. And then there's another sign in the uh, right by the corner flag that <laughs> said Kurt Zuma shags cats. Yes. This is very funny. Uh, obviously, he doesn't shag cats. Kind of missed the point there. Right, the, right. It's the opposite of shagging a cat. Uh, yeah, exactly. It hit the cat. I think it was like Come Together or something, but it uh. was it was a Beatles song was the tune. Uh, and it, or no, maybe it was Hey Jude, and it said Hey Zo- Hey Kurt, uh, something. It was something hey like that. Hey Kurt, don't kick a cat. <laughs> that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Uh, I heard it at like eight o'clock this morning. I was still asleep, uh, for real. But it's had it <laughs> treated better. <laughs> Look at you freestyling. Uh, it was it was very funny. Um, but it was an own goal for him first. Uh, Son missed his kick a bit. From Harry Kane's cutback, uh, Kurt Zuma anticipated him hitting it, so he slid in, and then not being in control of or dove in rather, and not being really in control of himself, the ball hit off of his knee that he was about to land on, and passed Fabianski. Yep. Unlucky. Uh, and then Ben Rama, uh, got, oh I'm sorry, saw him double the lead before halftime. Um, Harry Kane's pass on this one was sublime. Oh, absolutely it was. It was. Uh, Antonio Conte described him after the match, said in this player we have a number nine and a number ten. You do. In you do. one player. Um, it was on the ground, just a, a a through ball that was perfectly weighted, caught Son right in stride. He overcomplicated things, uh, but he still finished well, um, so good on him. And then Ben Rama got one back from a corner um, and a flick on from, uh, which is why I won my fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Because that uh, Craig Dawson uh, uh, flick on uh, flick on that Very Ben Rama nice. scored from, Very nice. so that assist put me above and beyond by one point. Yep. It was the one point that <clears> gave <throat> me the win. It was perfect. Uh, but there was a couple free kicks in in some dangerous places for West Ham. They didn't really trouble Spurs too much in that department, even yeah, though Spurs it's... give up a ton. Of 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 uh, set play set play goals. This is unfortunate for West Ham. These these this is like at home. Honestly, you want to be fifth place or fourth place, you beat Spurs. Well, I think also too they just finished that 120 minutes against Sevilla on Thursday. Yeah. They looked a little leggy in this yeah. game. I think they were exhausted. Yeah, which we also said could be a pot problem potentially for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I. Uh, I uh, ultimately, I still feel like West Ham's going to be playing in some form of European football, but this certainly didn't help them. That's for damn sure. Correct. Um, and um, I think they should turn their focus. Honestly, I think they should turn the focus on winning the Europa League. That's mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you need to get by Sevilla. Like that's a big one. That's a huge one. They're See, perennial Europa League winners. That's that's the one. You know. Yeah. 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 That's a huge win. I mean, they can go to fucking Barcelona. I haven't seen the draw. I don't know what the the draw right. is, but they, like Barca's in the Europa League. Yeah, I know. So they West Ham at the, at the Spotify camp now. That'd be pretty cool. Fucking hell, you know that, right? Yeah, it just sounds the, wrong. It is wrong. It just sounds wrong. And apparently, if they want a featured artist, they can change the Spotify shirt sponsor to be like Michael Bublé. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Thanks, Cumin. <laughs> Your money. That is not where I expected you to go with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Ronald Koeman. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, this is Sure Money. This is the area of the show, the segment, if you will, which is what an area of a show is, where we 
make bets to better inform you for your bets because we're super smart, super pragmatic, and we're ready to go. Exactly. Uh, I bet the wrong week of games. Yeah, yeah. So your bet's still in the open. Yes. Well, I, two of the three of my parlay already happened, and I did win those two games. The next one doesn't happen until April 2nd. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So well it's still done. active. I am still down 181. I'm fine right now. I will be in the positive should I win this bet, uh, but I got to wait to see what happens in two weeks. Heard, heard. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Uh, I, I missed on uh, Liverpool, and you guys fucked it off and couldn't win, so that sucks, and I'm now down uh, $929. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 28.580645% of the time. It works 100% of the time. I got right here. Um, fuck you both, Arsenal and Gobshites. There's a couple losers. Nice. All right. And do we know how Pat did? Or uh... I reached out to Pat. He said, there's no games next week. I'm going to bed. Very, very good. Well, he does have to work in the morning. So. Yeah, he gets there about 3 a.m. too, 3, 4 in the morning. Ah, excellent. So, um... He's a truck driver. I don't have an email from him either. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I just wanted to find out how he had done was all... But, uh, you know, it's, there's not a lot in the segment this week, let's face it. It's very simple. It's just a recap. But, uh, no, we do still have a chicken. I mean, kind of. Kitty hit on her man's side winning and sits at 15 and 11, but I haven't heard from anything from her this week. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just going to assume she's taking a little holiday with a certain Vox. Ah, yeah, that would make sense. Oh, Sam, I need to remind you to be very careful with your alcohol, just like I remind everybody else to be very careful gambling legally and responsibly. Championship Corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no. Could we get my sticky glove suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> that was bloody fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right, so there's actually a couple of crazy results in the midweek uh, for the championship. So for once, I am going to say something about that. Uh, careful, the ink might bleed on your documents. Yeah, I know. And you're going to be in real trouble. You can't do all your research. Exactly. <laughs> Um, that that wasn't a video element, so if you're just listening to this on Apple Pod, why don't you check out the YouTube, okay? I did air quotes there. Bournemouth and Reading tied 1-1, mm. uh, which was huge midweek. Boro beat Birmingham 2-0 in their push for the uh, playoff places. Blackburn beat Derby 3-1, which is fucking annoying. West Brom beat Fulham. Wow. Which doesn't mean anything to Fulham, but it helps West Brom out a lot. Right. <laughs> Sheffield United drew nil nil at Blackpool. Cardiff beat Stoke two one. So there's like huge playoff uh, implications for the the middle of the field here. Millwall beat Huddersfield two nil. Nottingham Forest three one over QPR, and uh, Swansea beat the Posh three two. But who doesn't? Over yeah. the over the weekend, Derby did get a point beating. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, drawing Coventry one one. Sheffield United back to winning ways two nil over Barnsley. West Brom came back uh, came from behind to uh, draw. Bristol City 2-2. Two two. Bournemouth got back to winning ways, beating Huddersfield 3-0. Luton 3-1 over Hull. Reading beat Blackburn, which coupled with a Derby draw is unfortunate. Stoke 2-0 over Millwall. Swansea 0-0 with Birmingham. And then on Sunday, uh, 
why did this show up twice? Like it happened two days in a row. Oh, there it goes. Uh, the Posh actually won 3-1 over QPR on Sunday, which sucks for QPR because they were pushing for a playoff spot. So you've got Fulham still on top on 77 points, Bournemouth in second on 69, occupying the other automatic promotion place. In the playoff places right now, you have Luton, Huddersfield, Sheffield United, and Blackburn in third through six on 63, 63, 61, 61 points, respectively. Middlesbrough, though, have played two games less. They have games in hand on uh, a couple of teams in front of them on Mm -hmm. 59. So they could potentially, should they win those games, just have more points than them now. Oh, wow. Uh, QPR is also on 59 points, but they have played the same number of games as everybody in the playoff positions. Millwall is on 57. Forrester on 58. They've only played 36 games. So they could jump up into the playoff spots if they win their games in hand as well. So it's it's going to get very tight, very fucking fast. And this is the playoff places in the championship are, are a space that I would pay very close attention to over the next couple of weeks as some of these games in hand start to get played. Well, it's also how um, what else would place into that is how, you know, who's the informed team that busts their way into the playoffs. You could very easily see the sixth place team win the like the last one in is the one that ends up getting promotion because oh yeah because they just played hot down the fucking stretch yeah absolutely and that you go into the playoffs in form that, that's a great place to be but you go all the way down so from third Luton on 38 games with 63 points you go all the way down to West Brom really even Blackpool probably in 13th on 52 on 37 games Every one of these teams has a chance. That's what, third through 12th? That's nine teams. Yeah. yeah. Ten teams that have a chance at making the playoffs for those oh, four shit. spots. That's going to be fun to watch. It's heating up. Ooh. It's heating up. And I actually need to tell you what happened at the bottom of the table and how far Darby are back now. Darby have now, after the last couple of games, dropped down to the basement of the championship. Oh. They are on 25 points. On 39 games played, Peterborough, Barnsley, and Reading all have a game in hand on them. Peterborough are a point ahead. Barnsley are three points ahead on 28. And Reading are now look fairly safe on 33 points. Mm. They only have Darby a minus seven goal differential. And without their 21 point deduction would be sitting on 46 points, which would be good enough with this goal differential would be good enough for 17th place right now. Wow. Which is credit to Wayne Rooney still. I mean, to have this, to even be in with a shout. Now, there are, like I said, nine, 10 games left, something like that. It was a 48 game season. So he's got nine games left. That's 27. That's a shitload of points up for grabs. He's not going to win them all, obviously. And he needs to couple these on a weekend when Redding and and Peterborough and Barnsley do the same thing. Are, yeah, losing points. They all lose and you win your game. Yep. And it's, it's getting more and more difficult for him in the basement. I still think he has his credit um, that he's garnered so far. So, mm. all right, we'll Mr. see what Graham. happens. But it's getting very interesting in the championship. That's going to wrap it up. Um, any parting words? No, I don't think so. Right. I, I don't think there are really. Uh-huh. Continue to give Kurt Zuma a stick. One uh-huh. thing I will say for Tottenham supporters is that you were at least creative Here this you weekend. Go. <laughs> at least creative. Hey, Kurt, don't kick a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Next up is uh, injury time, where we go over the beers we were drinking. We talk about our adopted clubs, and we're going to actually recap the quarterfinals of the FA Cup this week, since there are no games to preview next week as we are on the international break. Should somebody want to find injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing it? Very easy. It's www.patreon.com backslash D football show. That's Patreon, P A R T. Patreon, nope, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com, backslash do football show, uh, and sign up to our one $5 tier, and you get both uh, Soundcheck, which is our catch-up from the weekend, actual Soundcheck for the show, uh, hear about a few stories from our personal lives, and then Injury Time, our preview show, where we also check out our adoptive club, as uh, Sam has already said, from different countries, um, and, uh, you know, a lot more sexy jokes there, too. heard <laughs> sexy jokes Sure thing, babe. Sure thing. <laughs> Till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button.